podcast that rewatches, reviews and responds to every movie show in one shot in the marvel cinematic universe i'm mal rodriguez and i'm tony camarina and before we start this week's episode we want to ask you very politely to follow us on twitter we are at mcu underscore rewind if we get enough followers we will actually use twitter you can also look for us on tiktok i think i don't i don't know if you can <laughs> no. search on tiktok we don't have an account you should just try searching for us anyway Moving on, uh, this week we are talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 4, Let Me Stand Next to Your Fire, which originally premiered on October 18th, 2016. And here's a rundown of the episode. Daisy convinces Simmons to help track the watchdogs, discovering that the group hacked the Inhuman list using a S.H.I.E.L.D. monitoring device. Coulson visits Eli Morrow in prison, but gets no answers about Momentum Labs. Robbie arrives later to talk to Eli as well, and Mac recognizes him as the Ghost Rider. After uh, a pretty cool car chase, they capture Robbie to earn his and earn his trust. He visits Eli again and learns that uh, the Momentum explosion was caused by a group of scientists studying Darkhold, a mysterious book. Only Lucy's husband, Joseph, who Eli had put into a coma trying to stop his experiments, survived. Daisy and Simmons find the next inhuman on the list, James Taylor James, and destroy his monitor, but he betrays them because he hates inhumans and is aiding the watchdogs. Coulson and Mac, alerted by the monitor's destruction, arrive to save Daisy and Simmons. Ghost Rider explosively defeats James, and then they get made to help find the Darkhold. Meanwhile, Ada supervises May Discovery as a Turing test by Radcliffe. Because I wrote that summary and then realized I had nothing about May. So <laughs> <laughs> had, to, had to throw something in at the end. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Your work is too slow. I'm sorry, we all don't have super speed. Oh, this isn't about super speed. This is about your turtle speed. You didn't see that coming? I've got none, Tony. Okay. Um, so the title uh, is from the song Fire by Jimi Hendrix, uh, who every time I say the title, Let Me Stand Next to Your Fire, I've got to stop myself from singing it because I'm not a good singer. <laughs> yeah, I had the uh, the same thought when... Uh, I was reading out the title at the beginning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've also got some details about uh, Eli Morrow, who I almost went into last week because I mentioned him, but I'm glad I didn't. Um, in the comics, he's also he's still Robbie's uncle, and instead of dying and inspire, inspiring him to become fight crime, um, he is a devil worshiper. Who, when he dies, he his soul becomes Robbie's car. In the comics. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And he is like their version of the Spirit of Vengeance, except for later Johnny Blaze shows up and takes out um, Eli's soul out of the car, and he's um, Robbie's still Ghost Rider. 
So at this current stage, we don't know why Robbie stole the Ghost Rider or the point of Eli Mara. Okay, in the comics? In the comics, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, okay. didn't know this. A little bit of spoiler for the comics because it's stuff I'm going to read in the future. Um, during War of the Realms, Johnny Blaze becomes the king of hell. So I'm excited to get to that part of the comics. <laughs> hmm, okay. And uh, lastly, the actor who plays uh, Eli, uh, Jose Zuniga, also played Detective White, Detective Weiss in 2005's Constantine. Those are his superhero credentials. Oh, okay. I don't know if Detective Weiss was a significant character or not, because it's been a very long time since I've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, same here. No. I literally only remember like three scenes. Yeah, but they were cool scenes though, right? Nah, the last one was the... Uh... Or the uh, one of them was the end scene where, because the entire movie Constantine is like smoking cigarettes, and at the oh, end yeah. he's uh, like chewing tobacco or the it's the whatever gum you chew to like try and the nicotine, of, yeah, yeah, nicotine gum. There you go. Not chewing yeah. tobacco, very different. No, that's that's the opposite <laughs> of what you want to do. It will just give you a different, a slightly different type of cancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, um, so moving on to our heroes. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. A for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupy stalker type. But... Yeah, and everyone's grouped up differently. Uh, yeah. Tony, you take better notes than me. How yeah. did you group people up together? I did. Uh, I've got Simmons and Daisy. Then I've got Coulson, Mac, then Robbie by himself, and then May by herself. All right, let's start with Simmons and Daisy. Okay. So, Simmons is looking for a... Um, a home in Los Angeles. Yes. The shield base, we're pretty sure is in New York or because, or Washington DC, as we talked about last week. Yes. What are these shenanigans? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. Like we uh, no no idea what's going on here. Um, So, so she, she's going to live in LA. Maybe. Oh, God. Okay. And later in the the episode, we do actually see, because uh, when she's working with Daisy, like she goes up to a S.H.I.E.L.D. employee and says, hey, you got to do this. So yeah. So she does do work in L.A. Yes. We don't know where physically the playground is, that underground bunker. Like, yeah, this is so I mean, it's, it's close enough to Washington, D.C. that Fitz can just go there. After work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To just go hang out with his buddy, uh, Radcliffe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the only thing I could even think of is there is a possible shield base in L- LA because that's where the old SSR base from Agent Carter season two was. That's true. That would make sense. God, I really wish that we saw the playground in Agent Carter. Like, so then maybe they would say something that would yeah. be nice. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know why it's so mysterious where the base is. Because it's not like it's a real base. And they don't yeah. really need to keep it secret. Exactly. Oh. Do they have? They all have their own personal Quinjets? Is that how they get around? <laughs> like, with a pilot, too? Yeah, I mean, I bet it could fly itself at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As long as they're not going into some sort of combat scenario. Uh I, I don't I don't know. It's, this is uh, this is so weird. Um, <laughs> I yeah I got nothing. Well uh, yeah. okay and and here's the other thing about the playground. We thought it was an underground bunker until there was a one episode in I want to say actually in season two when uh, Fitz Simmons were looking out a window. Oh, yeah. So part of it is underground. Another part of it is not. Also, at the season finale, or somewhere close to the season finale, last year in season three, um, the playground was under a bar, right? Yes. Because they brought Talbot down from a bar, right? Yeah, that's right. It was uh, uh, Bucky's bar? Bucks, yeah, or Bucks bar? Bucks bar, yeah. So, I'm actually, when you get to the bottom of this, I'm going to the Marvel Wiki and looking at the playground. Okay, because, yeah, this this matters. Like, we're just going <laughs> to keep having this argument all the time. So, in the comics, the playground is in Syria, the border of Syria, Iraq, and Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Oh, here it is. Though it is a classified location, it is likely the playground is located in Virginia in the proximity of Washington, D.C. So it's near D.C. Okay, which is pretty much in on par with what we've been assuming the rest of the series. So, yeah. okay. And it also says, unlike Colson's previous uh, base, the Providence which was hidden deep in the wilderness. The playground appears to be hidden in plain sight, seemingly in an old industrial warehouse complex. Also unlike Providence, which was completely underground, certain parts of the playground are above ground, while most of the base is underground. Okay. So it's a huge base, from what we can tell. But Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. Alright. So I can accept DC. I We had assumed, like, New York, but I could accept Washington, DC. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that... All... mm-hmm. Still, we don't know why she's looking for a job, uh, house or apartment in Los Angeles, but whatever. I, yeah, that, that just adds to the mystery. No idea what's going on there. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. All right. Well, uh, Daisy shows up at this apartment. Um, a shot and bleeding. We don't see her get shot, so I was surprised. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I guess I didn't actually think about it. Because uh, <laughs> I knew that after last week's episode, she was still in pain, in a lot of damage, mm-hmm. right? Her, her arms were definitely all messed up. But yeah, I completely forgot about the, <laughs> the fact that we didn't actually see her get shot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's at a real disadvantage by not use, being able to use her quick power as well. Because she says she grabbed the watch this list from the watchdogs and... Apparently, she. W- I think she would usually like fly away, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because we we've seen her do that before. Yeah, we saw her do it at the end of the season finale last season, season three. Yeah. 
And she did the premiere, right? Like, or she landed uh, with her quick powers. Oh, that's right. She jumped out of a hospital room. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, um, let me see. Simmons is her night nurse. She takes care of her. <laughs> also, uh, Daisy, am I right in remembering? Because I didn't write this down. Daisy kind of bought the apartment for her or rented it out for her. Yes, uh, that's, okay. that is what Daisy said. I mean, she didn't give a lot of details, but she basically said, yeah, I, I already took the liberty of getting this place for you. It's rent controlled. You're good. So maybe and, she like paid for the first month and that was. Yeah. Good. And also there's now blood on the carpet, but whatever. Uh, I mean, there's always like some nicks you get here and there when you're moving in and moving out. Right. That always sucks. It's true. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you don't want your vacant place to be bloody. And Fitz is going to come in there first time, going all the way across the country after work, (laughs) and and see blood on the wall and carpet. Come on, that's not a good first impression. Was there carpet? I thought it was hardwood floors. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I just assume. It would be funnier if it was carpet and there's blood all over. Either way, there's a bunch of blood on the wall where, like, easy like was resting <laughs> yeah not very considerate daisy well i think fitz just needs to get used to this because he's dating a medical doctor i don't, I don't know how to describe yeah her, her area biotech biotech okay yeah he, he just needs to get used to the blood all over the place yeah. it's gonna happen hey did daisy get a shot and then hack into the thing uh, so rent this place, then send it to Simmons so she could show up by herself with no rental agent at all. She just walked into this place <laughs> and was, was she bleeding there for like hours waiting for Simmons to show up? So I do think that, yes, she was waiting there for hours because she sent that email that morning. Yeah. However, and Simmons had to fly from DC. <laughs> I- I kind of wonder if Daisy just had the place for a while and it was like, like she kind of in her mind, like she was like, Oh, you know what? Um, Oh, okay. No, never mind. I think this is what what happened. She had already been tracking uh, Simmons's online searches, a complete breach of privacy, but she was doing that anyway. Yeah. And then she knows, Oh, she's looking for, for a place. Well, I should get one just in case I need her. To help mm-hmm. me with something medical wise, like you know, pulling a bullet out or something. Maybe that's what it was. Okay. So Sky or Daisy can do this. Just rent the place, get it all reserved. But she's still opting to live in her van. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> she can't just pay rent on multiple places. That gets expensive in LA. I don't think Ooh. she's paying rent on one place. <laughs> I think in addition to blood on the wall, Fitz is going to walk into one of the rooms and it's going to be filled with Chinese food containers because she's been squatting there for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, okay, that would make sense. <laughs> she she got tired of living in the van. Yeah, like oh, I just I just need a couple weeks. Just need to be exactly food. okay. All right, exactly. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Since we're talking about this apartment, let's also talk about Simmons in the apartment, especially because okay. we're talking about Simmons. Um. She gets into that apartment and she immediately knows something is, is wrong, right? She mm-hmm. sees that the, the door is busted open. The lock doesn't work. 
she sees that there's no electricity because the light switch doesn't work. And so she she has a bright idea of pulling out her gun. However, she has the wrong idea of continuing to go into this apartment alone. She is <laughs> not real. I mean, she is field trained. She's been in those situations a lot. Mm-hmm. But she is a high ranking agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. She <laughs> reports true. directly to the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Like, this could go so bad for her in so many other ways. Literally days after S.H.I.E.L.D. has been reannounced public. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that, too. Oh, God. <laughs> this was not a good move. Yeah. I mean, you call for backup, and you wait outside for three or four or six hours till they fly from the East Coast to here. <laughs> exactly. Uh or you go to the local shield base, the the one that we saw oh, yeah, a the, bit later. Yeah, that's true. Call or call for backup from there. <laughs> oh, she wouldn't. She'd call Colson. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've talked way too much about this apartment <laughs> and the ramifications thereof. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it, it, just so many problems with it. I just, uh, it's right. true. It really is true. So. They hack it. Um, Daisy has a USB drive that will hack into the servers, right? Uh huh. Um, and I love that she has all these complicated plans of you need to do this, you need to do this, and then she uh, Simmons kind of pulls a Groot where she just goes in and does it, except for she has the authority to do it, so it's not that big a deal. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, but oh, sorry. Okay. I, I feel like you were probably going to say the same thing that I was about to say. Oh, I was going to say that. Isn't it now going to be very easy to trace it back to Simmons that there was a hack? Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, assuming that they find the hack. They're shield. Yeah, that's true. They probably will. But yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, sci-fi reason. No, Daisy is so good that she made that's it true. untraceable or something. That's true. I mean, she's so good that they let her create the entire security of the base last season. So when she took turned evil, she could literally just walk out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what were you going to say? Uh, so actually, yeah, I was going to say something different. So one of the things, or the, so Daisy told Simmons to do two things. One was to give that lady the, the thumb drive with the virusy stuff on it. The other thing was to steal her badge so they can make mm-hmm. a copy of it. Did, did she do that? No. Okay. Was um, stealing the badge to make the copy just so that Simmons, or so Daisy could get inside and use the thumb drive? I, I believe so. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. Okay, then, yeah. then never mind. All right. yeah. I thought the badge was for like some completely different thing. Yeah, well, and thinking about that USB drive, isn't um since Daisy planned to use it herself, it may be encrypted, but it will be obvious when you scan that USB drive that it's not whatever info she told uh, Simmons told that agent. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I wonder what's on there. Um, yeah. Unless there is info. Like, I mean, so here's the question. Is it possible that Daisy got a hold of what the format of that file would look like and she put some sort of fake data in there? Like, but she didn't. She expected it to insert that herself. She didn't expect it to go to another agent because oh, she just needed to plug it into a USB to hack in. Yeah, that's a good point. Sims is getting fired. yeah right (laughs) um 
Let's see. Do I have? <laughs> Actually, that's why Simmons is uh, is looking for a place in L.A. She knows she's going to get fired, and she doesn't want to live on that side of the country anymore. So this is working for her. Uh, Fitz, on the other hand, he's screwed. He's he's going to have a horrible commute every day. <laughs> no, right? I mean, is there a world? I know it wouldn't be like fair or maybe even legal. But if Simmons got fired, wouldn't they just fire Fitz to be safe? Um, maybe. Yeah, actually, I, I could I could see that. I don't know if legal. I don't know how illegal it would be in a situation like that with you know super top secret stuff. Yeah. Um, it might be one of those things where like, hey, this person is in a sense a traitor, mm-hmm. uh, and you need to basically excommunicate them from your lives. And Fitz will probably say, nah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So. No, this is, that's the line. That's when Fitz will leave Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? We've got... Then we've got them going in with... Uh, with James. But I feel like that corresponds with Ghost Rider and Coulson and all that stuff. So I think we should hold off on talking about that one. Okay, sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's just go to Coulson and Ghost Rider collide. Yeah. Or... Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, sorry. Okay. Did we were we just including Daisy in the entire conversation that we just had, or are we? Yes. Do, do we have more for her? Okay. There was actually one other thing I wanted to bring up about Daisy. Okay. Um. So this is something that we had kind of talked about a little bit already in the, in the past. Um. So I remember you bringing up wondering why Daisy wasn't wearing those armband things to mm-hmm. those compression the things to, to help her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had said that I assumed that she was just wearing them under her jacket and we just couldn't see. Uh, turns out I was wrong because in this episode, she actually tells uh, Simmons that they're not exactly incognito. So she's yeah. not wearing them. Okay. She's wrong <laughs> because she wears those bandages on her arm. She could literally wear bandages over the gauntlets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's or an easy a- way. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, looking at her look right now, she could wear fingerless gloves over the gauntlets. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So many ways that she could work around that. Yeah. Come on, Daisy. Just think. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. (laughs) Yeah. So, Coulson. He goes to see uh, Eli Morrow in jail. And he introduces himself officially using the title of Strategic Homeland Intelligence Enforcement and Logistics Division, much like he did in Iron Man. <laughs> uh-huh. Because he's at the same point he was in Iron Man. He is now uh, just a regular agent of official organization. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so this is the first time we've seen him doing his old job. Like, really. Yeah, he, he didn't have his... I mean... Because when we see him in season one, he's basically leading a team doing special yeah. mission stuff. You're right. Oh. Huh. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, that sucks for him. I mean, I think that's what he likes. I feel like it was a really stressful, you know, follow shield, starting new shield, uh, possessed by aliens, war with another shield, um... Going to another planet, taking down Hydra, 
Yeah, it's just been a stressful time. I think he's probably happy with where he's at now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Losing an arm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just so many things. I think this is like back in his comfort zone. Because he was doing that, as we know from Captain Marvel, from the 90s until 2013. <laughs> he was just a re- or 2012. He was just a regular agent. Huh. All right. I mean, I'm sure he got promotions here and there. He made it to level... Seven. Well, level seven after he died. I don't know what he was before that, though. Level six and a half. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where was he on the spectrum of security? <laughs> what color was he? <laughs> I have I have no idea. Did they actually say? No, because I don't know what his clearance in... Because the spectrum of security this season, it didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. What would he be now? He'd be like a level 10 just because he knows... Every- no. That would be really weird to get reduced in clearance. Yeah. I, it's... Uh, it's so weird because it's... I mean, that, okay. This sort of thing must happen in real life, right? Because yeah. you have, for example, someone who works for a spy agency. Let's say the CIA here in the US. Yeah. Um, you know, let's say someone who is the director of the CIA and then they step down for whatever reason. Um, I mean, they're not still going to be told about stuff every so often. Like they might actually still consult with the organization. Um, mm-hmm. So there's something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I do know that in the U.S., if you're going to get like a, a security clearance, like top secret or something, that sh- that just follows you around as a person. Um, so like if you get a job at one place and they pay for you to get your top secret security clearance and then you leave that place and go somewhere else, you still have it. They don't have to pay for that process. Um, but that's a security clearance, not like... I, I, I don't know what happens at S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, maybe they do it yeah. differently. It's weird that it follows you around. And then me as a teacher have to get my fingerprints done every year by the local police department. Like, my fingerprints don't change. I don't understand that. But <laughs> top secret clearance, fine forever or until you betray the country it uh it is a couple of years okay fine like three or four for longer than my fingerprints are good for to teach (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah that's true (laughs) yeah anyway um yeah i mean he gets no information from morrow but they do he and mac do see um uh robbie drive by and give them a nice wave (laughs) But I think we get a pretty cool car chase between Lola and the Hellmobile, which I've decided to call the Ghost Rider car. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I also love that Matt kept trying to uh, be the, say that he wants to drive Lola. I know. Like, no, no one drives Lola. I was actually concerned, like, why aren't they just flying over everything? And then they have a, all I need is one little line telling me that the, it's not flight functional right now. Then, okay, thank you. Yeah, they didn't forget I'm, that it could fly at one point. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so glad that we got that line. That was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get a good chase all the way into the LA River, where famously um Terminator 2 took place, at least that one scene. Yeah, and any movie involving a, a car chase in LA, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Everything always ends up there at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any, uh, only Terminator 2, honestly. But I assume this happens in every movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet, I don't think, I don't know if we talked about this last week. Have you been watching 
Uh, Lovecraft Country? No, I, I keep hearing people talk about it. Um, it sounds interesting. Sounds like something I should probably watch. Yeah. Well, no, it's really good. I really, it, as of recording, we're only two episodes in, but I really enjoy it. Okay. Um, there's a scene where I'm not going into it, but some people are driving a car trying to escape from a scary situation because, you know, it's Lovecraft, so that's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. And they hit kind of a force field and they get the exact, we get the exact same crash in this that I, two hours later I watched Lovecraft Country and the exact same happens. Like, hey, there's a Quinjet there too. It wasn't a Quinjet. <laughs> but... <laughs> are, yeah. are those people in Lovecraft Country, are they, are they like okay? Or, you know, like, like Robbie? Or were they completely messed up? Um, no, you know what? They were more messed up than Robbie is. That's good. But, yeah, they were going like 60 in a car from the 50s, because it takes place in the 50s. So you can try to escape. And, yeah, they weren't, they were a little bruised, but they weren't like, as messed up as you should be in that type of situation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's still a TV show. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it didn't seem like they were hurting Robbie there. It just seemed to be a coincidence that they got into the LA river where they happened to park the Quinjet. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Like, how did Coulson call it in? Um, because I imagine, like, okay, maybe he pressed a button and it, like, remote controlled its way over and cloaked itself. But I feel like Mac would have seen that. <gasps> Is this a cool new function of his hand? Maybe. So you're saying he's driving in the streets of LA doing cool turns while also, I don't know, typing on the side of his hand to call the Quinjet? Well, I, oh, maybe. Uh, I, I was thinking more like he w- it, it was um, he was controlling it with his mind while interfacing with the hand because like we've seen him just do stuff with the hand. Yeah. So like he never has to press a button like when he was doing using the cool X-ray thing a couple that's, weeks ago. That's, that's true. I mean, I think the much more logical way is that's just where they parked the Quinjet. <laughs> and Mac forgot. Oh, did Matt was Mac surprised about the Quinjet? Yeah, I thought he was. Because he kept like being surprised. He was like, "Oh, you got to do this or this," and and Colson was, well, all calm. He was, was like, "Nah, it's cool." I mean, I think as he didn't realize they were going to the LA River until they got into the LA River, but he wasn't like, "Holy crap, where'd the Quinjet come from?" <laughs> Like, okay. I think he, as soon as they got in the L.A. River, he knew what was up. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they capture Robbie, and one of his powers is to fix his car. <laughs> Magically. <laughs> Not even a dent. Nope. So, actually, that's something I was curious about. Um, did it, did the car get fixed, or did it just not get damaged? I... I feel like it got damaged in that crash. I should. We should look. We're not going to. We yeah. should. I feel like it got damaged in the crash. Well, because also taking a step back, did it get damaged in the opening scene of the season premiere where it got hit with an RPG? And then, no. Well, that is, I feel different because it just turned on its 
it's hell powers. <laughs> That's true. It was all on fire. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just used the fire as part of it's like it's makeup. <laughs> Okay. Also, if you're going to call that, it's like, that's when the car does a superhero landing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, they capture him and they put him in one of those um, pods, right? Uh-huh. And then Coulson, I think after shooting the guy last week, I feel like he's just becoming, like, way more impulsive. Because he just decides to let this demon guy go. <laughs> I mean, out of the pod. Uh, that's a good point i I don't know i feel like he always took chances right or here's another thing do you think that he thinks this is his way back to daisy because he was saying that daisy trusts him i mean it it might be like you said he was always impulsive i don't see when he was impulsive really he's I feel like he was always very calculated as the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then before Avengers, he was very by-the-numbers guy. Okay, I I thought he was more compulsive. um, Impulsive. Impulsive. (laughs) Impulsive is different. um, So I I vaguely remember in season one, they were talking about how Coulson was different now. After you know dying and coming back, or sorry, after his vacation to Tahiti, mm-hmm. the magical place. it was a magical place, <laughs> and um, so I I, could, I I feel like that that's something that they were saying, like less by the numbers, kind of as you were saying, like a very cold hearted kind of person, um, and I guess I just assumed impulsive was was part of that, uh, but I guess I you're right, I can't really think of a lot of impulsive stuff. Um, there was a lot of stuff in the. I guess part of season three um, where he was going through some stuff when uh, we were just talking about her last week and I can't remember oh, yeah. her name, the uh, Lady Coulson who, Lady who Coulson. dies and then he gets very angry with Ward. He like, was her name Price? Maybe there is a character named Price, but I don't know if that was her. All right. Anyway, continue. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Cause, cause you know, he was very angry and wanted to kill Ward. I mean, he did. Um, mm-hmm. And then I feel like he was also still angry and messed up in the second half of the season. But, huh, I don't know. I, I guess I guess you're right. He, as director, he probably would not have taken this kind of gamble. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm not sure why he's being reckless. Maybe, <laughs> is he doing it for attention? Does he want the director's attention? <laughs> He, he kind of misses the glory. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So yeah, so they team up with uh, Ghost Rider and um, take him to LA again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about, like, where did they go? Oh yeah, they're still in Los Angeles. Right? Yeah, so they... Because that's where Daisy is. Well... Uh, yes, but no, they they went back to his uncle's um, oh, okay. prison, right? Yeah. So they they went three blocks back <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> well, they had to circle the the air. They're probably uh, just circling the prison <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't have any notes about his stuff with his uncle. 
unless you do. No, I, I've I've really got nothing. I mean, we got a little bit of um, backstory, but like, not really much. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so we we end up colliding with uh, the other story in um, in the firework shop, right? Uh huh. Um, I have never. I don't go to LA very often, and when I do, I don't like go around the city i pretty much hit like disneyland which is anaheim and hollywood and the touristy stuff because um do they have fireworks shops like that in la because i've never seen one anywhere else in california (laughs) uh i have absolutely no idea to be honest i as a kid growing Mm -hmm. up there or uh, i mean until i was 10 and moved away i don't remember a permanent fireworks shop but i mean it's been over 20 years so i don't know but I, th- I feel like in the last 20 years, things have gotten more restrictive instead of less restrictive. <laughs> um, I've seen, I've been in these type of shops in like Arizona and Nevada. They have these type of shops, but never in anywhere in California that I've been. Hmm. But anyway, this is a perfect place for uh, James Taylor James to work at because he's a fire guy. <laughs> Is that actually his name? Because it sounds vaguely in, familiar. In the comic, his name is J.T. James. In this, or just James, in the comics, his name is James Taylor James. Oh, okay. Yeah, who's he's actually um, Johnny Blaze is his cousin. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but yeah, so um, Robbie, or uh, I guess we should say Simmons and uh, Daisy get betrayed by him. Because he's working with the watchdogs. Were you going to say something? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, not, not really. I just... I... No. <laughs> Fair. Okay. I, um, you know, it's one of those times where, like, like yeah, I opened my mouth to, to say something. And I guess uh, you probably heard exhaling or something. Uh-huh. Uh, or inhaling? Yes. Anyway, no, I... <laughs> Some type <laughs> of inhaling. <laughs> Small pieces of ice hitting your microphone. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, he he was working with the watchdogs. He let them use his watch to track all the other inhumans. Yeah, which is weird. I mean, it works because they're watchdogs. Of course, they would use the watches. Why didn't we think about that before? Ah, uh, that makes perfect sense. Yep. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, they fight. And Ghost Rider gets his iconic chain, which was cool. I I like how this was introduced to Ghost Rider as an idea, too. He was like, oh, this is a cool idea. I will use this now. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, he could literally use anything. Because we saw him use the pipe, like, in the first or second episode and stuff like that. But the chain is just such a better weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they have a kick, the drag out fight in a firework shop and they explode the whole thing, which is mm-hmm. great. Yep. So just, just kind of thinking about this for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. now Colson and Mac tell Robbie, Hey, you're a bad person because you kill people. And then they just decide to unleash him against the watchdogs. Now they tell him not to kill anyone. But 
that's n- there's there's never a guarantee that that'll actually work out, right? Especially for the agents of Shield, because um, they're using bullets all the time and you mm-hmm. know, accidentally not using the the icer bullets that they seem to have plenty of supply of. So <laughs> they just throw him into a situation. Hell, even Max says it at one point. Like, did did the two fire guys just fall into the firework shop? Yeah, I mean. They know they're in a fireworks shop, and they unleash a fire guy at another fire guy. Yeah, because they, they know knew JT was there. Yeah, yeah, and they know full well that he has a head of fire. Uh, Robbie does when he's Ghost Rider. Up, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> at least, I mean, Phil knows it, and Matt has seen it. <laughs> uh, this this is part of Coulson's impulsiveness. Yeah. Oh, and also, um, after the explosion, Robbie comes out with JT and he says, mm-hmm. what, you wanted him alive, right? Um, we don't know anything about those other watchdogs. No, they're dead. Yeah, okay. They're 100% dead. And possibly, you know, the other stores on the block where this <laughs> fireworks stand is, is are on fire. That's true. Oh. Now, I don't know how explosive those fireworks were. Um, but at a minimum, yeah, you're right. They're probably on fire, at least. Maybe not blown up. I mean, I'm going to tell you this. At a freestanding firework shop that presumably goes year-round because it's in a building, they don't just have Piccolo Pete's. They have some <laughs> big fireworks in there. <laughs> and they also have Piccolo Pete's. <laughs> Ah, man, that that must have been a really loud, annoying, high-pitched explosion. (laughs) Just for like a second, though. I'm I'm really disappointed how, in the last, like, five years, Piccolo Pete's have really shortened the amount of squeak time. Uh, You're disappointed. Some people aren't. (laughs) Uh, When I was a kid, me and my cousin used to strap Piccolo Pete's to Hot Wheels and shoot them down the street. So you'd want them to go far. Okay, that that actually yeah. does sound kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they recruit uh, both Ghost Rider and Quake onto the team. Or at least temporarily. Yeah, okay. I, I guess yeah. I kind of missed that, like, like directly on the team. But you're right, uh, I, I forgot about that, because Colson pulls out the dad talk when he's talking mm-hmm. to them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Colson is the dad. <laughs> Yeah, that that's true. I mean, we we literally have the father daughter figure with him and Daisy, mm-hmm. and the hot headed boyfriend. <laughs> that's right. Although they, I mean, yeah, okay, that's true. I mean, we You're we right. don't have any kind of like love they're not connection re- between the two. No, they're not. But also, Coulson's not really her dad, so it all works out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he didn't like her last boyfriend, um, Pikachu. I forgot his name. Lincoln. No one, no one likes Pikachu. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, and then the last person I got is May, but I only have like one note for her. <laughs> <laughs> she's back. Or she she's doesn't back. notice that Ada is a robot. She likes Ada because she's a robot-like, and so <laughs> is May. <laughs> yep. She's very direct and to the point. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right well uh let's take a quick break let's pay some bills and then we'll get back to it we're doing it early okay early i I thought we haven't done the villains yet 
Oh, okay. Well, we are sorry. just going uh, really slow. <laughs> well, uh, I know we led into the Watchdogs and JT, so I, I wasn't sure. Um, so yeah, okay. Then yeah, let's All talk right. with the villains. I, I right. thought we actually are really cue villain intro music. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. The hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Anytime, boys. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! All right, or clips. All right. Um, yeah, I have watchdogs. I've got JT, but I've also got Dr. Lucy Bauer. These, um, we get some information about the ghosty woman. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, she's obsessed with, uh, the dark hold and so much that was it her husband who was in the coma? Yes. Yeah. It was her husband who was in the coma who was beaten by Robbie's uncle. Yeah. So how long was, how long ago did she get ghostified? Cause I felt like it was a while but the guy's still in a coma. Well, people can be in comas for years. Also, they were in there for years. We don't know how many years, but it was okay. something for, Yeah. Because feel... that's something that they said in episode two, that they were in those boxes for years. Yeah. So she's she's obviously, like, she's gone crazy in her ghost form. Because she's not even sad to see her husband in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she's got some problems. She yeah. She's a ghost. Again, we talked about this last week. Just because you're go, just because you're a ghost, doesn't mean you have problems. You could have problems and be a ghost, but you know, the prejudice right. is really unfair. Al. Well, she's very self-centered. Okay. <laughs> all right, and that's all I have for villains, okay, <laughs> which is good because yeah. we spent forty-five minutes on the heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. There's, I mean, this is different from. You know the the previous things that we've been doing recently, where the heroes were like one or two people. Now it's mm-hmm. this whole ensemble, and then they're yeah. back and forth. Yeah, it's a whole thing. So <clears throat> anyway, we'll, we'll we'll now we'll take our ad break. Okay. Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. All right, uh, so Tony, you are currently living in California near a ton of wildfires. So yeah. uh, what do you think may have caused those fires, but definitely did not actually cause them? A Charizard while loose in the forest. Exactly. Fire guys, fireworks. It's easy to assume that fireworks are the cause of a problem, but it's very rare. It's easier to assume that fireworks are the solution to a problem. <laughs> And that's where Fire Guys fireworks come into the picture. No longer do you have to worry about the quality of your legal explosive. These are of the highest quality, brightest showing, and least least smelly fireworks on the market today. So it's a good thing Boomworks went out of business yesterday. If you want an explosive that could, but won't, start a massive wildfire, contact Fire Guys fireworks. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free flaming chain. This way, you can light the wick from a safe seven-foot distance. <laughs> now, how does the flaming chain get on fire, Al, if you don't have powers? I didn't ask questions. I'm not using the products. <laughs> That's fair. 
<laughs> All right, moving on to the guy in the chair. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people with abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Which in this is just Radcliffe and Ada. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're using May to do a Turing test, which is, she's like one of the worst people to do a Turing test on. I I guess, so, I, I guess taking a step back, um, she yeah. was never like a, the the kind of agent that, like, reading people Dealt with matter, people. right? Yeah. Yeah, like, like Coulson does, did, that, that's his job, mm-hmm. is his job again. Um, which makes it worse when Coulson meets her at the end of this episode. Hundred percent. Yeah, but I mean, I, I guess that's true. You do want to start with someone lower, right? You you want to like slowly hedge your bets, slowly introduce her to more and more people. So mm-hmm. it was either uh, May, who's not really good at working with people, or a child who is just not good at understanding people. True. Yeah. So you're saying emotionally, May is like a child. No, I, I, I was. I mean, I, I do think they're they're different in, in their their regards. They're just in both regards, they are bad at understanding <laughs> other people. That's that's fair. They, they just have different <laughs> ways of of going about that. Yeah. Um. So we're going. To, we're starting to see little problems because once you lie, and it's not a bad lie, you get these smart machines to start questioning their programming, and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Ada was really good about telling the truth, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, where are you from? Well, most of me is Chinese. Yes. Um, you know, things like that. Uh, and then Fitz had to jump in and start telling all those lies. But yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, well, is it okay to lie? Who is she saving? Which it was, it was saving Ada. And I'm just like, well, this is a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't have robots in something without at least one of them eventually going evil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the logical conclusion of of that. I mean, eventually somewhat, some human became evil, so if you throw human intelligence into a robot, yeah, same thing. Eventually, someone's going to become yeah. evil. Yeah, I saw this headline. I didn't read the article. But it was like um, Boston Dynamics saying the next thing they need to do is uh, teach robots to fear death. And no. once, not, in the, you... the, not in the year of our Lord 2020. That, that is the last thing you want them to do. <laughs> or, I mean, no, the last thing you want them is to feel superiority. Okay, fearing death is the second to last thing you want them to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah, we know you guys are nerds. Watch sci-fi movies. <laughs> we know it's bad. <laughs> Never ends well. Yeah, like, I, I mean, hell, we, we just see a logical reaction in this show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., of a robot who is sad about going to sleep, hiding, right? She, she'll mm-hmm. be back. She knows she's not going to die. But, I mean, she doesn't know what happens when she's asleep. Maybe she yeah. will die. Um, last week's episode, when Radcliffe pulled out that energy pack to save May's life. Did, did he just heart. rip it out of Ada? Did he <laughs> yeah, just like rip out so. her heart? I mean, Ada's not aware of that because she's off. Yeah. So she didn't know that happened. 
No. And please, God, no one tell her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God, I really I, hope that was a joke. I, I kind of want to find that article, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't want to find it because if I read it and it's exactly what the headline said, I'm just going to. I'm just going to yeah. be done with this here. I'll go to sleep. Tony, I'll talk to you in 2023. Yeah. Um, I know that's the only way I know, because you'll either be dead or it will have gotten slightly better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, what's with your state releasing uh, genetically modified spy, um, mosquitoes into the wild? Um, this is Florida. Yeah. And do you know what they call <laughs> that project? Because I read the article on that. Oh, I, I i mean, I skimmed the article, but what, what did they call They the called the project Project Jurassic Park. Oh, God, what? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I mean, uh, best case scenario, these mosquitoes bite crocodiles and they turn into dinosaurs. That's best case. <laughs> yeah, that, that really is. Uh uh, my, my favorite line was, uh, and, and, and I can't remember, but it was something like, oh, the CDC um, chose not to review the project. So that means it's approved. <laughs> I'm so scared <laughs> of everything. <sighs> right, so let's... anything else about Ada or Radcliffe? <laughs> um, that uh, Simmons sees right through it right away. Yeah, actually, that that was something I I did actually have that as a note for her, but I was waiting for this. Yeah, which yeah. was really cool, and also kind of going back to, I, I got to remove points from Colson for that because I feel like that's something he would have kind of noticed. Yeah, except for I think, uh, it's because she knows Ada as the personal assistant, the program. Okay. All right. So, and, and that's actually a really good point. I was wondering how she knew. Mm-hmm. that ada was an android okay yeah i mean that's the only thing i could think of, of how she saw through it so instantly all right that would make sense she probably recognized the voice and then mm-hmm. she and then the name ada. At, at things okay and he literally called her this is ada my assistant okay. which radcliffe and simmons worked together pretty well so he probably she's probably heard the personal assistant pretty much siri mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And Siri's a pretty recognizable voice. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Anyone else for the guy in the chair? Uh, no, nothing else. All right. All right, moving on to 12% of the plan. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% with credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? All right. Uh, I've got one thing. So I'll just All right. In. Okay. Yeah. So um, Robbie, when he was talking to his uncle in the prison, um, his uncle was talking about the device that they were building from the plans in the Darkhold. And he Mm -hmm. said that this is a device that will uh, create matter out of nothing. And so both he and Robbie are like, oh, that's that's horrible. That's bad. Um, Is it? That sounds great. (laughs) I know. I mean, we know that odds are they're pulling from the dark dimension like the ancient one pulls energy from the dark dimension. 
Yeah. But but if it didn't have, you know, those evil connotations that we know from the movies, that is a good thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so much good you can do with that. Like, now you have a lot of food. Um, uh, I mean, at a I minimum. Mean, clean, just... clean energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't have to burn coal. You just pull out the electricity. Woo. Yep. Yeah. Um, make ghosts. I mean, I guess. Yeah, that part's yeah. good, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. I actually ha- I forgot. I skipped over that note for uh, the Lucy Bauer section. But yeah, I mean, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> On paper. I mean, <laughs> what we know more about it than they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they're... Yeah. Yeah. All right, I do have one note for the 12% also. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a little bit of more about the Darkhold. Uh, like, when we talked about it initially, I said it was, like, a book of, uh, like, how vampires were made and, like, a bunch of random spells. Um, so in here, they say it's a book of spells and forbidden knowledge. But also, it was searched for by Whitehall, Red Skull, and Nick Fury. I understand Red Skull. Okay. Um, Whitehall seems a little too scientific yeah. So I don't know if he would really be searching for that stuff. Like he would even believe in it. Um, I'd like, and also with Fury, I'd like to think he's just looking for it to lock it up. But you know, he'd use it for nefarious purposes because he's not that trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's a good question. Uh, Fury in the comics, yes. Fury in the movies, I don't know because, I know. like, remember his his plan with the Avengers was the Avengers. It was not use those uh, weapons with energy from the cube. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. I still think of Fury as like in the comics Fury, but you're right. If they wanted to make Fury evil, they would have had him know about Hydra. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's weird. Cause yeah, you're right. I should trust Fury. I just still don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's fair, right? It's, uh, you know, in the comics, he's done so much more. The movies, uh-huh. uh, not so much. Like, we, we never got, like, a Nick Fury movie or anything or no. or something. I mean, that would be a really cool mini series on Disney+. Plus. I would love that so much. Like, three, four episodes or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we should get something like that. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe we'll see what he's up to in Captain Marvel 2. Four. Yeah, that's true. We did have that that cool end credit scene at the end of uh, Spider-Man: yeah. Far From Home. So. Yeah, I'm thinking like the meanest Nick Fury's ever been is when he wasn't Nick Fury; he was a scroll dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think I think we're done with this episode. Yeah, same here. That sounds good to me. Yeah. So, Al, it's time to rate it. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? How many uh, flaming chains would you give this episode? (laughs) Uh, Three. I'd I'd give it three flaming chains. Um, It was definitely better than last week's episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Some stuff actually happened. Uh, again with the whole watchdog storyline i'm just it's not drawing me in i'm I'm not caring about this but 
Yeah. You know, we, we are seeing multiple characters. We did get to see more Ghost Rider action. That's always mm-hmm. fun. Um, so, yeah, that, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give it three and a half, mostly for the same reasons. I just, I really like watching Ghost Rider fight superpowered people. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you think when the writers wrote this season or broke the season, they thought the watchdog stuff would be really boring. So that's why they brought ghost Rider in. <laughs> uh, Oh God. I mean, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's different than the, the kind of stuff that they had to fight before. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I think they were just thinking, Oh, watchdogs, it'll be a different thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's just a little too close to, to real life. That That's probably a big, big thing for me there. That's true. Yeah. I watched a couple more episodes of Supergirl, but they're still going through the whole aliens as African-Americans and non-aliens as the KKK thing. And I don't like it. It's just too close to home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I, and that's kind of one of the reasons I think the X-Men also never really um, resonated much with me. Because they, they have a lot of storyline with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then again, I feel like I've been wanting to, for the last couple of weeks to watch Black Panther again. Because I feel like that movie, it deals with that stuff, but it ends with a feeling of hope, which I think I need right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, right. it did actually deal with that stuff really well, which is yeah. nice. Let, let's wrap this up. <laughs> We're just going to completely different political things, so we don't need that as much. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, everyone. Um, join us next week. We will keep talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, we'll be on episode five of season four, Lockup. Um, and in the meantime, if you want to go ahead and follow us on Twitter, we are at MCU underscore Rewind. Uh, and pretty please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app um, or any podcast app that takes ratings. Um, we prefer five stars. If you want to give us less stars, give us five stars and then tell us in the comments why. Uh, or tell us on Twitter. There we go. That's probably better. We'll, we'll read those. Uh, anyway, um, this has been the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Season 4, Episode 4 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and we are signing off. Have a marvelous day. Yeah! You don't care for me. I don't care about that. You got a new fool. Ha! I like to laugh at I have only one burning desire Let me stand next to your fire Let me stand next to your fire Let me stand next to your fire hey! Let me stand Let me stand next to your fire Let me stand, baby Let me stand next to your fire Oh, step back, it's so crazy, baby And this is what I got to say You say your mommy ain't